You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's November 12th. Yesterday was Veterans Day. And in this episode of Policy Currents, we'll be highlighting RAND research and stories focused on veterans and opportunities to better support them. First, a RAND report published this week reveals findings from a year-long study that followed 26 veterans experiencing homelessness in Los Angeles. Even though all 26 participants lived near a major VA service center, only three had permanent housing by the time the study ended. What might explain this? Lead author of the study, Sarah Hunter, says that housing was a priority for study participants, but the available housing options often did not align with veterans' preferences. They wanted a safe and private place that respected their autonomy, she said. Additionally, many of these veterans lacked confidence about their ability to find housing because their past negative experiences had convinced them that there were few options and little affordable housing available for veterans. This study is the first to systematically track a group of veterans experiencing homelessness in Los Angeles County, which has the highest concentration of veterans experiencing homelessness in the U.S. The findings demonstrate just how difficult it can be to find suitable housing, and to address this, the VA may need to invest more in outreach services that can help veterans find stable, permanent housing that meets their needs. Doing so could lead to improved mental health and better quality of life for many veterans. Millions of American service members came home from Iraq or Afghanistan with brain injuries, PTSD, and other invisible wounds of war. Some received excellent care. Others received no care at all. A recent RAND study sought to better understand and address this problem. Our researchers took a close look at the treatment programs available to veterans with these injuries and identified lessons from two decades of combat in Iraq and Afghanistan. They also reviewed existing clinical guidelines and interviewed healthcare providers and other stakeholders. This helped the researchers identify four characteristics that the highest quality treatment programs for brain injury and PTSD had in common. First, they used treatment protocols backed by the best and latest evidence. Second, they closely tracked patient outcomes and made adjustments to help veterans keep making progress. Third, these programs were accessible Not only were appointments available, but the veterans who needed them could afford those appointments and get to them. Fourth, and finally, the most effective programs were veteran-centered. Doctors and nurses knew how to communicate with veterans on their own terms and engage them and their families in decisions about treatment. Taken together, these findings established a new standard of high-quality care for veterans— one that goes far beyond asking the right questions and ordering the right tests. This could help ensure that more veterans dealing with brain injury or PTSD have the best possible chance at recovery. It could also serve as a template for making healthcare more effective, more consistent, and more responsive for everyone. Veterans' earnings after leaving the military were frequently lower than their earnings during active duty. That's according to a new RAND study. 
the authors examined more than one million records of veterans' employment and earnings following separation from the military. Notably, there was wide variation in how much veterans earned after separating. These earnings were linked to the types of military occupations that service members had, their level of education, and the circumstances of their departure from the military. Overall, the findings suggest that more support may be needed to help service members build marketable career skills and transition into the civilian workforce. In particular, service members whose military occupations are linked with particularly low post-service wages could benefit from targeted support. To close today's episode, we'd like to say thank you to all those who have served, including the many veterans who work here at RAND. In fact, you can read the stories of two of these veterans, Jonathan Wong and Jocelyn Fleming, in a new Q&A on the RAND blog. Wong and Fleming were both U.S. Marines before they were RAND policy researchers. In the Q&A, they discussed their time in uniform, what inspired them to become Marines, and how their military service guides the work they do at RAND. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. We'll see you next week.